Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Design Intervention Podcast, a fashion and design podcast hosted by two design professionals. Hi, I'm Susan. And I'm Nicole. In this episode, we are going to discuss where our design blog traffic and revenue comes from and what happens when you hit a roadblock. So this is definitely um, an interesting topic. Um, And I think a lot of people who design, who start a blog and where we started to design blogs, we really had to learn how to build our traffic and our revenue from our process. Yes. So do you want me to start? Sure. All right. So my main source of traffic is Pinterest. And I've been on Pinterest since Pinterest was started. So for years I've had Pinterest. And it's interesting because that older site actually still generates traffic without any work. And then I have a new site for the new blog that I work so hard and it gets traffic. But it's interesting that because the other one was on for so long, it's still gaining traffic. So that is compound interest, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which every time I do my income report and I compare the two, I'm just like, I don't get it. I do nothing. And this one has like, it steadily gains followers, steadily gains views. It's insane. So that's one source. And then the other source of traffic is street SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is all of your keywords and all of your titles and your meta descriptions. And we'll go into this on a future post, but that is again, a lot of work. And mine is pretty much, if I look at my analytics, it's pretty even with how much traffic I'm getting from Pinterest and from SEO. Okay. So I think that we should just take it back and just do a little high level to to the people that are listening to understand really what Pinterest and what Google. So you could explain that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, Pinterest, people see it's a pretty board. You, you choose pretty pictures or, you know, it's a great place for uh, creatives, but it's also really a search engine. So a lot of bloggers use this. They, they open up a business account and they start creating pins within certain boards Um, And then this way, when people search certain specific categories or topics, they can find your pins and it can then convert back to your blog post, which will create traffic to your blog post. Um, The same with Google. You use SEO, which is a search engine optimization. Uh, People search for a specific topic. If you have those specific keywords enough in your blog post, and again, we can go further into that. Um, and you have enough of that, people will search a certain topic, your blog post hits those keywords, and you can be on page one of Google, and they hit on there to find the information they need, and traffic yet again is built. So I think that it's really important to understand that Pinterest and Google are both search engines. They're just utilized in a little bit of a different way, but bloggers use them both to convert traffic to their blog posts. Yes. And I think that because I've heard so many bloggers talk about how anytime there's a new algorithm or a new update, it really can affect their traffic. So because I always have to have a plan B in life, which (laughs) is just a thing. (laughs) So I've always pretty much, I started off with Pinterest, but then probably about six months into it, I knew that I had to start focusing on SEO and understand it because 
Pinterest, you can have pins that go viral and you could get a lot of traffic. Pinterest, typically when you put a pin up, it'll take about three months for that pin to start gaining traction and to get seen. So Pinterest is about a three month out game where you'll start to get traffic. Google, on the other hand, or uh doing SEO, that can take eight months for a post to rank and get seen. And it can take up to three years. The average blog post that's on page one, it takes three years to show up there. So SEO and Google is a much more long-term game and Pinterest is short-term. The thing is though, that Pinterest, again, because it's not long-term, you can't have all your eggs in one basket. No, absolutely agree. Yeah, Google is going to last forever and ever. Right. No, I think that's important to know. And I think that both of them uh, are just as important and they may serve not the exact same audience, but it's important to have a bigger audience. Right. And I just want to talk about one thing while you say the audience. So I used to post on Instagram and on Twitter and on LinkedIn and on Uh, Facebook. I stopped all that because I only, I've been focusing on just two platforms, which is SEO and Pinterest, because I want authentic followers who are truly looking for what I am sharing and who are my true audience. I'm not looking for friends and family to kind of alter my algorithm, my analytics. So I really want to see who's coming to me, where they're coming from, and really be able to serve my audience without the kind of noise of family and friends giving their opinion when they're not my true audience. So I just wanted to share that as well. I think it's important because I think that both in Google and both in Pinterest, you can look at your analytics and it'll give you a history. It'll, it'll show you a better understanding of where your traffic is coming from. And again, where you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's not, you know, it's, it's great to get your word out and to share. And I think there's plenty of bloggers that utilize that. Um, successfully, but successfully. I'm just, I have to start. You have small. to find, right. But I think you also have to find your audience. There's some bloggers yeah. that Instagram is their golden ticket. Right. For them. I think that um, Facebook or Facebook ads work for other people. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that now there's TikTok. Uh, right. TikTok, I, I've been doing a lot more TikTok and I have to tell you that I'm going to continue using that platform because at first I thought I was going to use YouTube, which again is another search engine. YouTube Mm -hmm. is a, I think that we really should discuss that. YouTube is a huge search engine. I think plenty Mm -hmm. of people when they're looking for something. So you have Pinterest, you have Google, you have YouTube. I think we should have included that. So I'm just including that now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought, oh, well, I'm going to do all these DIY how-to YouTube videos, except it became really, really involved to do that. And so what I've been enjoying is doing the TikTok videos where you can do use the videos right on the TikTok app. And my daughter, who is an expert at it, has been doing really quick how-to, or it really shows you from start to finish really quick in in about a minute. Um, And then I can link that to my blog post to my Pinterest, you know, I just added um, without the watermark onto my Pinterest (laughs) videos and it's getting a lot of views. So I think it's really important to look at all of those different search engines. Because they're all different traffic sources. Yes, absolutely. And listen, this is a, this can be a full-time job. I know for you, Nicole, it is. You work on this seven days a week, 
I work on this seven days a week as well. However, I'm still um, working. Yeah, I'm doing like 10 hours, like right. eight hours. Like, right. <laughs> I'm, like this, this is like, and I'm, the reason I'm doing it now is because the goal is Mediavine. And once Mediavine is on there, I will slow down to maybe at least like having off the weekends or having back to my four day a week schedule. But for now, this is where I am. Right. So I'm just doing this on the side after before work and after work, as I am a children's wear designer, I will usually get up at 5.30 a.m. I usually give myself about an hour or two to just look through what I have to figure out what my next posts are going to be. And then when I'm home anywhere between, you know, 5.30 and 6.30, I'll eat something and then I get right onto it. And usually till 10 p.m. at night. So I have a more limited time. You just touched upon a um, another part. We talked about the search engines. We talked mm-hmm. about, you know, where our traffic comes from. We also then have to talk about where our revenue comes from. You know, that's great that you have all this traffic, but how do you monetize your blog posts? And I think some of the revenue streams come from AdSense. Mm -hmm. You know, you just discussed about Mediavine. I think that's like the next level after AdSense. Yeah, so AdSense, from what I understand, because I'm not on Mediavine, that's the goal, but AdSense is where most bloggers begin. Some people say, don't put it on because you're not going to make a lot of money from it which is true, like I've averaged, you know, if $100 a month. However, the more, the better standing that you are with AdSense, the easier it is to get into Mediavine. So my thought is, I want to stay with AdSense, I want to be in good standing. And we're going to talk about as well, some roadblocks. So when we get to that, I'll discuss what happened with AdSense. But the point is, the better the standing that you are with AdSense, the easier it is to get into Mediavine, because they'll look at that. Absolutely. And so that's one stream of, of revenue. Another one are the affiliated links. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I'm in reward style, which is linked to like to know it like to know it is again, another shop search platform, which I make probably half of my revenue from the like to know it app. So I focus my attention really on like to know it as far as revenue. And then my blogging, that's where my core is. And then you're on a different. Yes. So you're on reward style for your affiliated links and I'm on shop style. And then we both have Amazon, but talk about shop style. Yeah. No. So shop style is a little different than reward style. I, you know, again, apply for reward styles. I was not accepted. I was accepted to shop style and it's worked for me. You can make your lists and all that. I think you should just check it out and research what works best for you. I think reward style is harder to get onto. It so- took me four times to get into. I applied four times over the course of probably a year to get into reward style. Right. So and- I just yeah. want to make that point that if you do not get in, don't just, you know, think I'm never going to get in here. It, you have to keep trying because right. they're I- looking for specific. They're either looking for a high engaged audience on Instagram with a lot of followers, or they're looking for blogs that sell and have like those um, those boards like I have that have all the products, so like product boards, right. that's really what they're looking for. Right, so they have a certain blogger uh, profile that they are yeah. looking for. Yeah. So 
again, I applied for reward styles twice and I was denied twice. So shop style I did early on and um, I continue to use that and make revenue from there. Um, and then, so really- Amazon as well. Cause my right. Amazon just started like in the beginning, Amazon. I mean, I was cents. I was like $12. I was, you know, $5. <laughs> right. And you get excited about this. But now I'm finally like my payout this month was $130. Right. So it eventually will get somewhere, but it takes time. Right. So Amazon, so the AdSense slash Mediavine, the affiliated links, which can be shop style, reward style, Amazon. Um, and then after that, you can have either products or courses that you sell, uh, mm -hmm. products that maybe you've created, products. Um, that can know, be printables, downloadables. All of that. And then mm -hmm. courses, maybe eBooks mm -hmm. or just other uh, courses that you, you know, PDFs, I, you mm -hmm. know. To have right, like I have a goal to make a course on how to create a concept board and how to do your floor plan. So basically how to do that design process, like almost like an INT 101. So that's a goal, but I'm not touching that because from what I've heard, it takes like four months to create these courses. So I'm right. just giving myself the time to focus on one thing at a time. Well, neither one of us are there yet. But again, this is always a work in progress. Yeah. Um, and this is where your email list becomes invaluable because mm -hmm. your email list are the subscribers that are interested in what you have to say, what you're posting about. And then mm -hmm. once you have created your products or your courses, you can send them emails to offer these uh, courses for sale. And to let them know what your latest blog post is, to let them know the link to your Amazon shop. There are so many different tools because you're getting a direct access to that person's inbox, to your reader's right. inbox. Okay, so now that we have really sh shared with everybody where you're tra when you're blogging and for our design blogs, where we get our traffic, where we get our revenue from, we have both experienced roadblocks <laughs> and you know, you're going and going and going, you, everything is great. And then all of a sudden you get the, an email, email, it's always an, an email. email. <laughs> and my email, um, you know, I first experienced it. Well, did you experience, oh, I think you experienced your roadblock first. So share with us what happened in your roadblock. Okay. So my first roadblock, cause I've now had two. But my first roadblock was after I got onto Google AdSense, a couple of months into it, I got an invalid traffic email basically saying that they were pausing it because they were looking at it for like spam or bots or whatever. And if you look at my analytics, I do have this one spike up where I think there were some kind of bot situation happening. I'm not 100% sure, but bottom line, me, because I'm paranoid, I read in one of the Facebook groups to take it off, to take a deep breath. And then I had to look at my site and really think about, was there anything that I was doing that was, they have a term called black hatting in the blogging world. And basically what that means is you're doing tricks to kind of get better revenue or better traffic. So what I was doing, which I didn't understand the full process, it wasn't that I was doing it on purpose, I just thought that it was a thing, is I was basically duplicating old content, making it new, so cloning it, not rewriting and reposting it. We'll get into this in a future episode, but basically I was changing out the image, changing out the title, all of the internal content was the same, and then I was reposting it. So literally, there are different 
apps, and Google can check this when they scan, they can see that it's the exact same post. It just has a different title and a different so image. AdSense, I think, think red flagged you then that they thought yeah. that, that there was something going on on your, on your site. There was something in my head. It was that. So I really had to take a step back. So they suspended your... Yeah, they suspended me. They suspended me for about a month. And I took that month and I went through and I deleted and 301 chronicled any blogs that were duplicates. So basically- I don't don't know that anybody knows it. I don't even know what 301 chronicled means. So- (laughs) That'll be a future episode. Yeah, okay, However, so, you can Google it, okay. but I that's think, what I did. It's basically a redirect. Okay. So if anyone goes to that old blog post, they'll get directed to the original one. Or in some cases, I deleted the duplicate and uh, I mean, I kept the duplicate and deleted the original. Okay. Whichever one had more content in it was what I kept. But the bottom line was I had two and I got kicked off of AdSense. Okay. And then I fixed those. I gave it time. And then... I don't remember. I think that I just weeded it out. And then I got an email that I was able to go back in. They reinstated you. They yeah. so were suspended because of some fishy or they thought something was going on on your site. They, suspended- they said they were reviewing it. Right. So for a month while you were suspended, you were not able to make any revenue from the AdSense. So that, that kind of can hurt your revenue stream yeah so it was early in the process so like I at that point I had gotten like one check of like a hundred dollars and it took me like literally four months or something to make that hundred dollars just to give you some context of the revenue we're talking about so then it was paused for about a month and then I came back even stronger because then this past month I made a hundred dollars in revenue so I think that that was kind of just you get these like signs like, you know, slow down and look at what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, and, and just on a, a side note with that, when I originally um, applied for AdSense, I was denied. I was denied because uh, my site, what didn't- You hit- had old, but I think that we discovered that you had still from your uh, theme. Yeah. For my blank account, boards. I had blank you know. boards. I yeah. had really cleaned it up to the point that I really needed to, but it gave mm-hmm. me, when I was denied AdSense, it gave me a moment to look back, delete any information mm-hmm. on my site that was not mine. And Which it, I still had some, and then I deleted <laughs> some of mine too. I was like, crap, I still have those right. too. And I think that, and we can talk about themes and all of that later on and how we got started on, on our design uh, blogs. But however, it gave me a moment. I cleaned it all up. I reapplied a month later and I was accepted. Yes. Okay. So those were the roadblocks in AdSense. I then, uh, a month later after Nicole experienced this suspension of her AdSense, I was sitting here on a Sunday <laughs> and I was working on my blog, one of my blog posts. I published it. And when you publish your your blog post, the, the practice is to take, I, my practice is, is to take one of those images from your published post and to link it directly to a Pinterest board. So this way now people can find your post easily through your internal 
checking off one of your images on your published post and it goes right back to Pinterest. I was so thrilled with my Pinterest post that I was like, oh, this is a perfect image to post back to Pinterest. And I got a little, I got a little, what's the word to use? Excited. Excited that I did. Overzealous. Overzealous. So what I ended up doing was like, oh, this is a great image to link back. And I did that three times. I did three consecutive images in my just published post, two different boards. And within a half an hour, I got an email from Pinterest to say that my Pinterest account was suspended because they were detecting spam. Because Pinterest now best practice is do not post any image to the same URL within a 24 hour period. So I did three. (laughs) (laughs) Within a five minute period or two minute. (laughs) So I was suspended and I got caught, you know, I was dead in my tracks. I'm like, what do I do now? So the first thing I did was, uh, you know, they send you this email and in it, they say, if you want to appeal this, hit this link. So I immediately hit that link. My, they said, we accepted your appeal. And then they said, if you want further information and the next paragraph had in help, a help desk. So I went to the help desk. I, I sent them sent an email the and said, I am not a spam. I'm not a bot. Please reinstate this. Because again, my traffic to my site is now because Pinterest is suspended and that's a search engine for me. Anybody looking for me will not find me. And I was stopped dead in my track for any traffic from my Pinterest stream. It took about three days and three days later, they reinstated me. So I then, (laughs) this probably like what, three days ago got, or two days ago, it was very soon, but I got the same email and Literally, the only thing that I think that I did differently was I had gotten an email of a new, so Pinterest is changing a lot these days, and they have now where you can create a video, you can create a story, it's called an idea pin, and you can add in a link to a product. So I did that and linked it back to a product on my Etsy store. The other thing that I did was I linked directly to Like to Know It, which I usually like link to my blog, not directly to the Like to Know It URL. So I wasn't sure if it was one of those two things. Long story short, there was, I went on Facebook, of course, just to search. Mm-hmm. And there were about 20 people who in the past like hour had gotten the same email. So I knew that it had to be something with changes going on with Pinterest. So I did the same thing as Susan. I asked to, you know, what did you say? Um, it was the link. They said, if you feel that the, you, you want to do an appeal, hit this yeah, link. So I did my appeal and then I sent out the email because Susan told me send the email too. So I did that. Oh, I, I know all about this, honey. Here, this is what you do. Yeah. And I took a de- deep breath and I just accepted that this is something that's completely out of my control. In my head, with July 4th weekend, I figured it wasn't going to be till Monday. Long story short, within like, two hours, I started getting pop-ups of Pinterest coming through that people were liking things. So I knew it had to be back. Sure enough, I went, I checked, I was able to log in and then I went to my email. So my downtime was about two hours, but the whole point to the story is just take a deep breath, reflect, think about what you've been doing, what you did differently recently that might've red flagged them and just realize that 
you'll be able to get it back, but it just, it makes you stop and think. And the other thing, Pinterest now is going through changes. They've gone public. And then they also used to have a lot of bloggers who would literally post 50 times a day. They would post these images out to like 10 boards. They would literally have thousands of the same content, the same pins going out throughout the day and weeks and months, the same thing. Pinterest now is all about fresh, con fresh content. They're all about not overpinning the same images over and over. And anybody who does that will get a red flag. So I have found, because I have Tailwind, that my Tailwind, which is a scheduling program or app, is not really getting the tra traction. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm actually coming up for renewal this month on that. So I have to see if I'm going to even continue with it. But I have seen that my Tailwind is not getting traffic. And so I think just noting that Pinterest is changing, the algorithms are changing, SEO, there's a Google um, rollout right now that has to do with uh, Core Web Vitals, which is another algorithm. So there are constantly changes that happen that may cause a roadblock is the point. I think that's a lot of great information. And I think there's so many points of this that we can definitely talk to in more in depth later. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's definitely so much and so much that we have learned, so much that Nicole has really uh, studied and researched. And I really thank Nicole for that because she'll say, Susan, you need to do this. And I just check your analytics every <laughs> single day. That's and the no, new one. It is. But I think what you're saying about Pinterest is why they changed this is they really want to become a very valid search engine. And, and shoppable. Right. Because now there's a separation between explore and shop. They're trying to be a shop platform as well as an explore platform. So they're not interested in helping bloggers get tons of traffic to their right. It's website by having you leave Pinterest. Now they're more interested in having you stay shop because again, they're now public. They have and they'll make know, more revenue on that because exactly that, you know, that that's that's a way for them to make revenue. But right. um I think there's still a, a, a channel for us to continue being successful on Pinterest. We just have to mm -hmm. be smart on and strategic. Right. So now I think our two roadblocks, we overcame them. This yes. Time, I think we shared how we overcame them and we'll continue to grow our traffic yes. to, to continue to do our design. Nicole, again, share your, your blog your blog. So my blog is inspireddesigntalk.com. I do have an income report and it has all of my analytics and a lot of information. If anybody listens to this and is interested in checking it out, you can put in the password June 21 income and you'll be able to see it. Otherwise it's password protected. I love that. So <laughs> listen, listeners out there, check it out because it is, I just read it this morning. Nicole really specifies everything. She goes into detail. So if you're really interested in, you know, her traffic and the revenue and all of that, it's a great post. So again, what was that password again? It's June 21 income. That's great. And again, my blog site is doublearrowdesigns.com. 
and I do a lot more DIY, a lot of for apparel, for furniture, for printables. So you can check out both of our blog posts or blog sites, and we hope you enjoy that. Yes. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hopefully you were inspired by our design journey. We are excited to share our process, design tips, and what we're learning along the way. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much if you would rate and review it. Thanks again and have a fabulous day. Thank you. See you next time.